Hi there, my name is Dave Keller. I'm the Chief Market Strategist at StockCharts.com. I also run my own firm called Sierra Alpha Research. If you're looking for help learning technical analysis and applying that to your investment strategy, uh, go to MarketMisbehavior.com. Our premium memberships might be a way to help you improve your decision-making skills or certainly give you a better mindset as you approach these markets from a technical and behavioral perspective. Today, I'm gonna talk to you about an indicator that I use all the time uh, called RSI, the Relative Strength Index. I'm gonna show you three different ways that I use the, uh, the Relative Strength Index. Now, the RSI was created by Wells Wilder. He wrote uh, a fantastic book in the 1970s called New Concepts in Technical Trading Systems, I believe. Uh, big white book and uh, indicators like uh, the DMI, the ADX were included in there. Parabolic systems or parabolic uh, stop and reverse system, a classic uh, sort of trailing stop indicator and the RSI, the Relative Strength. Uh, now, a lot of what I'm about to show you is based on some foundational work, not just by Wells Wilder, who created these indicators, but people like Connie Brown, um, Andy Cardwell, who uh, really promoted different ways to use oscillators like uh, RSI. And I found in, uh, in talking with Connie and, and, uh, and others, uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of good uh, ways to sort of think a little bit differently about how to use an indicator like this. It shows really the, uh, the flexibility of a, of a particular technical tool uh, like this one. Now, I'm starting with a chart of gold uh, stocks, GDX is the gold miners ETF, uh, because the first way I use RSI is just looking at overextended conditions. What I think now in 23 or so years of analyzing stocks using charts, I will tell you that uh, the markets are not efficient and any anything you've been taught, any way you've been taught that they are efficient is wrong. Now, th there is a scale of efficiency and certain markets are way more efficient than others. Um, however, uh, the idea that the market or that a stock would immediately go to a theoretical value um, based on all known information is a fallacy, right? If you look at prices, if you look at any chart, you'll see that we sort of overshoot and undershoot a fair valuation. I think gold right now, if you look at gold or gold stocks, sort of range bound, right? Uh, the GDX has been fluctuating from around 27 on the lower end up to around 33, 35 on the upper end, We're sort of chopping around this area. So there's this distribution phase in the first half, we'll call it middle of 2022, where we're clearly going down. There's this markup phase, uh, October of last year, really through the first quarter of this year, uh, where we're in an accumulation phase going higher. But now we're sort of chopping around sideways, right? Sort of range bound. You can draw a rectangle around the price action. Look at what the RSI does. And that's the second panel uh, here below. And it's a 14-day RSI, which I rarely change that setting. It's kind of a standard uh, setting. That's what Wells Wilder originally started with. And I think there are reasons why you may want to tweak it. But for the large part, I tend to keep them uh, pretty, pretty consistent. Um, basically, what you're looking for is when the RSI is overbought, meaning above 70, when the RSI is oversold or below 30. Now, if you're not familiar with this indicator, you probably are if you're a chart person because it's it's on pretty much any charting platform I've ever used. They have this indicator. It's very widely uh, popular, especially including in the institutional community. A lot of investors uh, use it. What the RSI, the Relative Strength Index, is actually doing, it's a bit of a mislabel or a misnomer. It's not really relative to anything else. It's actually looking at the price behavior relative to itself. The way that this indicator is calculated basically looks at the average up day and the average down day over a period of time. So over a period of time, 14 days, for example, when the stock closes higher, how much higher does it tend to go? And when it closes lower, how much lower does it tend to go? And this indicator is essentially a ratio of the average up day versus the average down day. Now it uses some exponential smoothing to make it a little less noisy, but in the essence, that's kind of what it's doing. So if you think about it, an RSI of 50, if the RSI is right in the middle, that tells you that whether or not the, the, the price is going up or down, 
the up and down days are pretty even. And it usually means that the market's in some sort of equilibrium. So if you bring up some charts and find the RSI at 50, that tells you the up and down days are kind of even. Buyers and sellers are kind of in agreement. This is a, a choppy sort of sideways phase based on the momentum. When the RSI is overbought, like you saw in January of 23, in April of 23, it tells you that the market has gone too high too quickly. We've overshot the reasonable valuation. And again, what it's actually testing is, you know, if the up days are stronger than the down days and excessive to what they normally are. As a result, that usually means we're due for a short-term pullback. When the RSI is oversold, meaning below 30, like it was here at the end of February, at the end of May, here just a couple weeks ago, it tells you that this down phase is probably overplayed and most likely get a mean reversion to the upside. Now, it's not telling you the overall trend is bullish or bearish. It's more of a tactical reading when the indicator is used this way, telling you that there's been an extreme and, and the market's just gone too far to the upside or too far to the downside, and you expect a bit of a mean reversion. So this bounce that we've seen in gold, I think made sense based on the fact that we just came out of that oversold condition, similar to previous pullbacks that we've seen uh, in, in previous parts of the cycle. Now, the second way that I like to use the uh, RSI, and this is one of the more, more um, uh, powerful ways in my opinion, is by using the indicator to understand the overall phase that a chart is actually in. We're looking at Alphabet here over the last uh, two years. You can see in sort of the first half of the chart, the trend is clearly down, right? We're making lower lows and lower highs. We're below two downward sloping moving averages. The price is clearly declining. Look at the RSI during this period. We never get to the overbought range because the, the up days are never strong enough to really get to up to that point. As a matter of fact, during this sort of bearish phase, the RSI rarely gets above 60. When the stock sells off, you usually get to the oversold condition. So when you become oversold on downswings and then on upswings, you don't get above the overbought region, but stop out maybe around 60. That is kind of a bearish range. The entire range of the RSI kind of pushes down a little bit, and that's a, a bearish phase. So as long as the RSI remains in that phase, the downtrend is in place. Look what happened in January. We finally did not get to the oversold region. We actually bottomed out around uh, 40, and the RSI then became overbought. That can be an early indication, not just that the stock has rallied and you might expect a brief pullback, but that this is the beginning of a change of character from a distribution phase to an accumulation phase. Look at what happened in 2023 with the RSI indicator. The RSI often becomes overbought on a rally and rarely gets below 40 on a pullback. So now the entire range has gone higher. So by looking at a chart like Alphabet and just looking at the range in the RSI over time, you can get a sense of the phase that we might be in and it helps to connect the short-term push and pull in the markets with more of the longer term, more of the structural trends. What I like to do is actually draw boxes around these phases as just a way of kind of clearly indicating where the RSI is. So I would kind of draw this for this phase. I probably stop around there and then I draw another rectangle maybe here and sort that's not even kind. There we go. And we go down to this and we'll look red. So now it's kind of pinkish, but you get what I'm saying. So now you can see how the bearish phase, the RSI is in a lower range. The bullish phase, the RSI pushes into an upper range. So watching charts like this to see which phase they're in and recognizing how the short term pullbacks and upswings fit into the bigger structure, I think is one of the most powerful ways to use the indicator uh, RSI. Now, the third one is an exhaustion signal. And what you look for here, what's called a uh, divergence. And it happens at lows, but I found it's way more common uh, at, at uh, market highs. 
What happens as a price goes higher and higher, you tend to have strong momentum. Look at Apple in 2023. From about February on, we often become overbought. We rarely get even below 50. The RSI is pretty elevated, telling you strong upward momentum. There's just a bunch of big, strong up days as investors are accumulating more and more shares and betting on further upside for Apple. But look what happens in June into July. The price moves higher, so we keep making higher highs during this entire period. But while the momentum has been getting stronger here, here we have what's called a bearish divergence, or what I call a bearish momentum divergence. Higher highs in price, lower peaks in momentum. And that usually is an exhaustion signal. It usually happens at the end of, an, of a bullish phase. Now that we're in baseball season, it tells me we're in the eighth or ninth inning as opposed to the second or third inning, right? It tells you we're sort of in the later stages of this bullish phase. It doesn't tell you that we're going down yet. And as a matter of fact, it's actually confirming the fact that the price is going up but the momentum picture is declining. And when you have a higher prices on weaker momentum, that is what a lot of market tops have been made of. And look at the S&P 500 in uh, 2020 or in 2021, particularly in the end of 2021, just before the 2022 uh, bear phase, you'll see the S&P 500, higher highs in price, lower peaks in RSI, classic bullish exhaustion signal. This is why charts like Apple, I think, maybe have further uh, to go. You certainly have seen the gap lower and the pullback after that divergence. That's enough for me to feel that that is an indicator worth watching. So those are three ways that I use the RSI as a measure of overbought and oversold conditions, as a measure of market phase by looking at the range of the indicator, and then looking at divergences as a sign of potential trend exhaustion. I'm Dave Keller, the uh, Chief Market Strategist at StockCharts.com. For more info on me and my work and ways that I can help you make better decisions using technical analysis and behavioral finance, just go to my website, marketmisbehavior.com. That's all. Thanks again so much for including me in the event, and uh, have a great one. Bye-bye.